0: Today's episode of Showdown Spotlight is brought to you by Penguin Mage, St. Larflees, and Pat, and other patrons just like you. If you would like to support Last Burn Radio and help us make more great podcast content, you can head over to patreon.com slash challenge accepted media and support the show today. Thank you. And welcome to another Blast Burn Radio Showdown Spotlight. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me as always is our Arcanto boy, Messer Engine. How's it going tonight, Mess?
1: It's great. Let's go is great. I'm having a good time. In fact, I'm gonna play that as soon as this is done.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna bullshit. Literally, as soon as we're done recording, I am going back to hunting for a blue Psyduck because I i love him. A blue fucking Psyduck. <laughs> Psyduck is a sweet, sweet, precious baby. You shut your whore mouth.
1: All right, I will.
0: Alright guys, so if this is your first Showdown Spotlight, welcome! Uh, in this series, in our Showdown Spotlights, we aim to showcase a particular Pokemon, what exactly makes it special, and how it is best used in the competitive metagames, including uh, Smogon Singles and VGC Doubles. Uh, for each of these episodes, we also hold our Friday Night Fight stream, and we use both our teams from the show and teams that you guys submit around our Spotlight Pokemon on the live ladder. We always have a ton of fun doing the Showdown Spotlight. We actually did our Mamoswine Spotlight last night, which was really poor timed because yesterday was the release day of Pokemon Let's Go and nobody was trying to watch Showdown content, but we had a good time anyway. We lost a lot of matches and then Mess went and played Let's Go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We did have like way more people watching than I expected though. Like we thought it was going to be a desolate wasteland and it, it wasn't really. We had plenty of people chatting.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out. And as always, a very special thank you to everyone who submitted a team for us to use on the stream. We really, really appreciate you. Now, this week is a very special Showdown Spotlight. It is, it's episode 10 of this series. We've hit double digits. This is also our very first episode since the release of Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, This is all really, really exciting stuff. And we wanted to bring you a really exciting Spotlight
1: Pokemon to go right along with it. Uh, Messer Engine, who will we be showcasing this week? So in honor of our return to Kanto, the beloved start of Pokemon, we are showcasing the strongest powerhouse in the original 151, the originator of the Ubers tier and our buddy Rohane's very favorite boy, Mewtwo. Now, Mewtwo is classified as the genetic Pokemon.
0: Uh, Mewtwo was introduced in Pokemon Red and Blue as the... Well, technically, I guess he is the cover legendary of Generation 1, though the title doesn't really fit him. He isn't on any of the covers. Uh Mewtwo is a psychic type Pokemon, which if you're familiar with Generation 1, tells you a lot right there. He also has two mega forms granted in Generation 6, Mega Mewtwo Y, which retains his pure psychic typing and focuses on powerful special attacks, and Mega Mewtwo X, which gains a fighting secondary type and is a bulky Physical Sweeper. He is number 150 in the Kanto and National Pokedex. Mewtwo measures 6 foot 7 inches and weighs 269 pounds.
1: Now, canonically, Mewtwo is actually a man-made Pokemon, an altered clone of the originator of all Pokemon, Mew. Across different mediums, the details have changed and been retconned over the years. In the Adventures manga, Mewtwo actually contains human DNA, specifically that of Kanto's fire-type gym leader, Blaine, and thus shares a special connection with Blaine, actually. In Pokemon Red and Blue, journals scattered throughout the Cinnabar Mansion state that the researchers already located a pregnant Mew and altered the embryo to create Mewtwo. And interestingly enough, they claim to have found you in South America back when the region of Canto was supposed to be centered in the real world.
0: Now, as part of the original 151 Club, Mewtwo has been in just about every single Pokedex. I would be able to say every single Pokedex, but Sun and Moon were kind of weird, y'all. Uh, and his entries tend to focus on the unfortunate circumstances of his birth and the effect they have had on his disposition. In Pokemon Red and Blue, the Pokedex states, it was created by a scientist after years of horrific gene splicing and DNA engineering experiments. So it seems like we've got a Jurassic Park situation on our hands. We're doing a Jurassic Park. Uh, we were so busy thinking about whether we could. We didn't stop to ask if we should. Something, something. Sexy Jeff Goldblum. Life finds a way. etc., etc. Uh, <laughs> now, in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, the Pokedex states, Mewtwo is a Pokemon that was created by genetic manipulation. However, even though the scientific power of humans created this Pokemon's body, they failed to endow Mewtwo with a compassionate heart. All your smarts, but you can't teach love. Take that, science get dunked on now lastly with the brand new pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu we got pokedex entries for mewtwo's mega forms Uh, for mega mewtwo x the let's go pokedex states psychic power has augmented its muscles it has a grip strength of one ton and can sprint a hundred meters in two seconds flat make no mistake this is one swole boy Lastly, for Mega Mewtwo Y, the Pokedex states, uh, despite its diminished size, its mental power has grown phenomenally. With a mere thought, it can smash a skyscraper to smithereens. So basically, science done goofed up and they made us an Akira. That's very bad. I don't know how I feel about it. Also, there seems to be a pretty substantial power difference between Mega Mewtwo X and Mega Mewtwo Y if we're just going based off of the Pokedex entry. Like, being able to grip real good is great and all, but I'll take Smashing skyscrapers with my mind for one thousand, Alex.
1: I mean, realistically, though, the the Pokedex is a always wrong. B should have listed Mewtwo as the grumpy Pokemon and had its like little description say, you know, is pissed all the time and lives in a cave.
0: <laughs> Hates Mondays and loves lasagna. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. Holy shit, Mewtwo needs to have an orange shiny sprite. Uh, Get on that, Game Freak. Uh, Anyways, so this is where we talk about series representation, and there's absolutely no shortage of that for Mewtwo. Starting with the video games, he was the post-game legendary challenge of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, uh, hence living in a cave, and then reprised this role in Pokemon X and Y, leading to the question of whether he's actually unique or simply one of a series of Mewtwos that were created. Mewtwo also features in the Rainbow Rocket post-game of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, where alternate universe Giovanni challenges you with a Mega Mewtwo Y. Mewtwo is also featured heavily in the anime, where Giovanni tried and failed to control and contain him. In the manga, he eventually became a powerful friend and ally of Protagonist Red. Fun fact, in Pokemon Adventures, Mewtwo uses a giant spoon in battle, Ripping off Alakazam's flavor wholesale. He also got a feature episode in Pokemon Origins where he battles Red's Mega Charizard in Cerulean Cave and is ultimately captured. Finally, as a cover legendary, Mewtwo of course gets featured in the Pokemon movies, particularly in the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. We could probably do an entire episode on this film. Maybe we will eventually. Uh, but we'll just leave it at, it was very good and extremely formative for your young boy Jolly. And Mez, actually. I really liked that movie. And in addition, Mewtwo was featured in the black and white era movie, Genesect and the Legend Awaken. Where he attempts to reason with a horde of Genesect and save New York City. Because apparently we're in the real world again? Black and white was real bad, y'all. And I can say that because I say it every <laughs>
0: week. Black and white anime was real bad. You shut your whore mouth about my precious, precious video games. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Mewtwo's default ability is Pressure, which doubles an opponent's PP usage. His hidden ability is Unnerve, which prevents opponents from eating held berries. They're so spooked, they can't eat those berries. And then upon Mega Evolving, Mega Mewtwo X gains the ability Steadfast, which increases his speed if he is flinched. And Mega Mewtwo Y gains the ability Insomnia, preventing sleep status. How do you feel about this Pokemon Messer Engine? What are your impressions
1: of Mewtwo? So... I think we actually talked about this at the very beginning of Blastburn Radio, where, I i mean, he's an interesting Pokemon. Like, from a, a lore, like a Pokemon lore standpoint, I think that he's really, really cool. I don't like him personally, because he's just kind of a dick. Maybe he reminds me too much of myself. I do live in a cave. We all know this. A nice cave, admittedly. You can see it on the webcam most of the time. But but it's still a cave. I don't leave. That's that's fair. I
0: like Mewtwo a lot. I think that he's one of the more interesting legendaries, like from a, a lore and story perspective, as you mentioned. And for some reason, despite enjoying Pokemon, I actually like care about those factors. Which somewhere along the lines, I made a horrible decision about what games to play. But that's just kind of where the fuck we're at. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think Mewtwo is really cool. I also think that Mewtwo was the sign of the ultimate dick move because back in the Red, Blue, Yellow era, if your buddy brought a, a, a Mewtwo to A link cable fight, you knew he was an asshole. (laughs) That's just, that's just a thing. Again, he's, he's an original Uber. He's the Ubers tier in red, blue, yellow was just Mewtwo and Mew. So that should give you some indication of how powerful this Pokemon has always been. And the fact that he's still an Uber is, is really a testament to how well designed he was 20 years ago. He's gotten new and fancy tools in the intervening 20 years, but even without those, he still merits a spot at the top.
1: No, he's real good in competitive play, uh, especially now that he's got Megas to go along with it. That makes he he's even more ridiculous now than he used to be, just being a good old solo Mewtwo. And I mean, he was created in a generation when psychic equals win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And And something that's really easy to overlook is, Mewtwo has an exclusive move now. He didn't initially. It was added in, I think, Generation 3, either Gen 3 or, or Gen 4. No, I think it was Gen 4 because it plays off physical special. So that would make sense. But he has Psy Strike, which is like Psy Shock, but better which is incredible. Like Psy Shock is already a very defining move. It's one of the few reasons to run a Psychic type nowadays, if we're being entirely honest. And the fact that he gets a Psy Shock that hits with the power of Psychic is is enormous.
1: Yeah, it's pretty freaking crazy. So let's talk about, since we we've, we've led into it real quick, let's talk about where Mewtwo exists in the meta today. So for our last several spotlights, if you guys have been listening, we featured Pokemon that were extremely specialized. They had one particular talent that is abused to its fullest in a competitive environment. Strong but but predictable, right? We just talked about that with Mamoswine a couple weeks ago. Mewtwo, however, with its incredible stats, coverage, and multiple mega evolutions is the polar opposite. This is truly a Pokemon that can do almost everything with the proper set. As I mentioned
0: previously, along with Mew, Mewtwo is one of the original Ubers, and it's a testament to its power that it still resides in the Ubers tier of Smogon Singles. Uh, His incredible stats, vast move pool, and different megas with varying strengths allow Mewtwo to be a truly versatile and unpredictable threat, even now, 20 years after his introduction. In singles, Mewtwo will virtually always run Mega and will generally function as a wall breaker, though one with the speed and coverage to potentially secure a sweep late in the game.
1: If you're using Mega Mewtwo Y, you're generally going to be running a Timid Nature with a heavy investment in speed and special attack, as well as the previously discussed Psy Strike as its primary stab. Psystrike is basically a more powerful Psy Shock. We were ju- we're just talking about that. It's a powerful psychic attack that calculates damage based off of special attack, but deals physical damage calculated off the opponent's defense stat. Got all that? It was complicated. Now at 100 base power, it's a sizable upgrade from Psy Shock. Mewtwo y will generally run Fire Blast and Ice Beam for coverage, and in his fourth slot, he has a choice between Focus Blast for added coverage, if, you know, without ideal accuracy, it's called Focus Miss for a reason, <laughs> Taunt to prevent opposing setup or support shenanigans, or Calm Mind to attempt a setup.
0: Now, Mega Mewtwo X fulfills a similar role, but on the physical end of the spectrum. Uh, Mewtwo X will usually run a jolly nature with max investment in attack and speed, and it will always, always, always run low kick in Ubers. In the Ubers tier, Pokemon tend to be, well, large, and stab low kick coming off of Mewtwo's disgusting 190-based attack brings the hurtin' for certain. Mewtwo X will also almost always run Taunt as he is extremely susceptible to status and wants to prevent Toxic or Burn at all costs. In his remaining two move slots, Mewtwo X will run some combination of Zim Headbutt, Stone Edge, and Ice Beam for coverage. But unfortunately, he really needs all three to avoid being hard-countered and walled, so trainers should be aware of what their movesets leave them susceptible to and provide team support accordingly.
1: Now, that's not to say base Mewtwo isn't usable on Ubers, but unfortunately he isn't really that perfect he doesn't see a lot of use without the boost from mega evolution he's generally outclassed as a psychic type wall breaker by things such as deoxys attack and ultra necrozma these pokemon compete with mega mewtwo for his spot quite well as they don't require a valuable mega slot and they generally outshine non-mega variants now,
0: Mega Mewtwo is a fantastically strong and fast Pokemon, and it only gets better with proper team support. Uh, both forms greatly appreciate Psychic Terrain, and thus partner extremely well with Tapu Lele. Uh, Psychic Terrain boosts Mewtwo's stab attacks to disgusting levels, while giving him immunity to strong priorities such as Yveltal's Sucker Punch and Marshadow's Shadow Sneak. Likewise, both Mega forms are fairly vulnerable to strong Ghost types, such as the. Afore- mentioned Marshadow, Dawnwings, Necrozma, and Aegislash, and thus they appreciate dark types such as Yeveltal and Darkrai to threaten these foes. Uh, Mewtwo is also threatened himself by strong dark types and partners well with fairies such as Arceus Fairy and Xerneas. Uh, in both his forms, Mega Mewtwo is a wall breaker, and thus as with other Wall Breakers we've covered in the past, he partners well with Setup Sweepers. In Ubers, this includes Pokemon such as Extreme Speed Arceus, Duskmaid Necrozma, and Offensive Primal Groudon. Uh, likewise, as with all Wall Breakers, Mewtwo appreciates Entry Hazard support and Pivots who can bring it in safely, which in Ubers would include Volt Switch Magearna and U-Turn Yveltal.
1: Now, if this wasn't, Already abundantly obvious, folks, Mega Mewtwo is extremely powerful, and it can threaten anything in the Ubers tier, but it requires more than four moves to do so. As such, Mewtwo will always be vulnerable to certain threats, depending on his moveset. Ghosts in particular trouble Mewtwo, especially Lunala and Don Wings to Krosma, who take Mewtwo's attack really well in Oko with Moon Geist beam. Mewtwo can counter by running Shadow Ball Y or Brutal Swing X, but carrying either of these moves leaves Mewtwo vulnerable to other threats. Yveltal is another huge threat to Mewtwo, and while it doesn't want to switch into an Ice Beam from either form, it beats them both unless Mewtwo X is running Stone Edge, and hits bulky fairy types such as Arceus fairy and bulky Xerneas are able to live Mewtwo's attacks and threaten it in return and Xerneas can even use Mewtwo Y as setup fodder if it's not running taunt. Finally both forms of Mega Mewtwo are extremely vulnerable to status particularly toxic whittling it down paralysis cutting into its blistering speed and for Mewtwo X burn to cut its ferocious attack.
0: Now, while Mewtwo is legal and usable in VGC 2019 Sun Series, his usage is well, lackluster. He's actually sitting currently at less than 1% usage. Uh, The genetic cat monster is simply outclassed for limited legendary slots by more powerful alternatives such as Groudon, Kyogre, Xerneas, and Lunala. He's still very usable and in the right situation can be extremely deadly. Uh, VGC Mewtwo is most frequently going to run a life orb, though he may opt for a twisted spoon to avoid recoil, and, and in particular if the life orb is needed elsewhere as VGC has item claws, uh, or he can even run a psychic seed if he's being used alongside Tapu Lele for increased durability. VGC Mewtwo can also run a choice item, uh, either Specs or Scarf generally, alongside the move Trick to cripple opposing threats by putting a non-beneficial choice item upon them. Uh, VGC Mewtwo will always run Psy Strike and should be used alongside Tapu Lele to allow him to reach absurd damage with this attack. As always, Mewtwo has a wide spectrum of coverage moves to choose from, including Aura Sphere, Shadow Ball, Flamethrower or Fire Blast, Grass Knot, Ice Beam, and Thunder, and should be built to best support his team and threaten the foes that threaten his allies the
1: most. Overall, Mewtwo no longer stands alone atop the mountain of competitive Pokemon, but the mere fact that he still stands there amongst the strongest is a testament to the absolute strength of this monster. Mewtwo was designed genetically to destroy the opposition, and that dominance continues to this day.
0: Now, as part of this show, we have both prepared teams centering around Mewtwo uh, in a relevant metagame. We will include our teams in the show notes for this episode, and we would absolutely encourage you to take them for a spin yourself. Uh, Messer Engine, why don't you tell us about your Mewtwo team and how you went about building it?
1: Sure. I'm going to do that, but I just want to point out that if there are a bunch of clones of Mewtwo, there's just like a bunch of them, like he's one of a series. I want a Pokemon movie where we meet all of them and they all have different natures. (laughs) So it would be like that episode
0: of of fucking Teen Titans go where Ravens split into seven different Ravens.
1: Yeah. But with like many more and they're all Mewtwo's and they're all trapped in one place.
0: That, that would, that would be the best combination of like taking itself too seriously anime and really, really shitty sitcom. And now I need it.
1: I, I want it so bad. When we, were re- when we were recording this and just going over everything, I was like, oh, shit. They've missed a golden opportunity. Anyways, I digress. I, let's get back to it. Let's get back to that Ubers team that I built. Doing Mewtwo allowed me to revisit my favorite Mewtwo setup, the arrival of David Blaine, uh, who made an appearance when we were doing Yevltal couple several many week, weeks ago now uh we're running almost the same setup as last time uh we are running that mega mewtwo y obviously it's running pressure to begin with before it does it super i'm a badass tiny mewtwo uh with max investment in special attack and speed timid in the nature department running side strike ice beam fire blast and calm mind calm mind so good There are so many times when you can bring David Blaine out and be like, I'm a magician. And they're like, fuck no, I'm out of here. I don't want no card tricks. And you call mind up and then you just murder people. It's it's fantastic. Second of all, we wanted to bring in a a new friend that I have never used before. That's one of the nice things about this series, honestly, is getting to kind of like experiment with, with builds and play with some Pokemon that I don't normally use. And because I don't spend a lot of time in Ubers, there's a lot of stuff in Ubers that I don't normally use. Uh, we decided to bring good old Optimus Prime, the the Zygarde Complete, onto the team with that ground EMZ. He's running max investment in attack. The ability is obviously power construct, folks. We got 48 points in that special D and 208 in that speed. Adamant natured with Dragon Dance, Thousand Arrows, Substitute, and Glare. Um, Glare's been really good. I know that might sound stupid, but there are a lot of things that are real fast in uh, Ubers for obvious reasons. A lot of fast Pokemon that hit hard are real deadly. Uh, just being able to get that paralysis off for just 100%. No, you just you just slow, and sometimes you miss. It is fantastic. Uh, we decided to bring Omen back as well. Our Yveltal from our Yveltal Spotlight running Life Orb. Dark Aura is its ability, as if it had a choice, with max investment in special attack and speed. It's got a hasty nature with Dark Pulse, Oblivion Wing, Taunt, and Sucker Punch. Taunt is so necessary to have on a team in Ubers, you guys. There's just a lot of bad boosting that can happen. I'm looking at you, Primal Groudon. I'm looking at you, Xerneas. Both of you, you make me sad. Please don't boost yourself to Oblivion and destroy me. Speaking of good old old Groudon, we decided to bring his counterpart this time around. We ran uh, Primal Groudon on, on our last Ubers team. This time we're bringing Primal Kyogre named Splishy Splash just for Jolly because I know he loves them Splishy Splash and those Buzzy Buzz and all that stuff.
0: You're a baddie bad, Mr. Engine.
1: I am a baddie bad, you're damn straight, and that's why you love me. (laughs) Eevee Investment, we're running a tanky, Splushy splash, a, a, a tanky whale, because we don't really, we have one other tanky Pokemon on the team, it wouldn't be a Mez team without two Mon that can take a beating, but I didn't want to run like a hyper, hyper offensive whale. So we put our EV investment in HP, Max and HP, 88 in defense and 168 in special defense, serious natured running scald, rest, sleep talk and toxic. The whale is obnoxious. The whale can take a hit. The whale comes in and gets rid of the, the nasty, awful sunlight. It works real good. I'm real happy with it. Burn chance for the win. We also brought two, two remaining friendos that I like using in Ubers. Uh, the empty win are Marshadow with life orb. Uh, He's got Technician, uh, EVs are 252 in attack, four in just a little tiny special attack, 252 in speed. He's Jolly, running Spectral Thief, Close Combat, Shadow Sneak, and Hidden Power Ice. I shared a replay with uh, Jolly earlier when I took Primal Groudon's Rock Polished Boost and Swords Dance and then proceeded to murder his whole fucking team with it. Who the fuck sets up with Double Dance in front of a fucking merchant now? Someone who... Who really underestimated that good ghost friend? Uh, and finally, we have that Arceus Fairy, because I love Arceus Fairy. Titania uh, is here, obviously running multi types, holding that pixie plate, 252 in HP, uh, and the rest of that max investment is in speed. Tibid Natured, running Judgment Recover, Stealth Rock, because you need them rocks, and willow Wisp to make some of those threatening damage boys a little less threatening. Uh I ran a bunch of matches on the ladder earlier. It works pretty good. The biggest gap in the team honestly is poison coverage. Uh dealing with Xerneas or Arceus Fairy is really hard sometimes. We've had to work around it. It's fine. I gotta play smart, but having like Naganadal here would have probably been a better choice. But hey, I ran it last time. I wanted to bring I wanted to bring my good Optimus Prime. So that's the thing that we did. Well,
0: cool, Messer Engine. Uh, that, that seems like a really interesting team. There there are a lot of holdovers from your last Ubers team, but it's also very different. So that's going to be really neat to, to to see in action.
1: You love that fat whale.
0: Uh, yeah, I do love that fat whale. He's one of, one of my favorite legendaries. I'm pretty fond of Kyogre. Now, for, for my own self, I am a masochist, and I have determined that whenever a VGC team can be made, I will make that VGC team. But guys... Mewtwo is not real great in VGC, so this might be the worst VGC team I've ever made. But it's still got its moments, and I still win almost as much as I lose, so we'll take it. We did start with our Mewtwo, who we named Akila. It is a life orb, modest-natured Mewtwo, max investment in special attack and speed, rocking Psi Strike, Ice Beam, Shadow Ball, and Protect. Uh, Mewtwo really does suffer from more- four-move-slot syndrome, guys. I was running Aura Sphere on it because I was running into enough Ferrothorns and Bisharps and, and other things of that nature on the ladder that having that good fighting coverage was really, really valuable. But I was getting absolutely bodied by things that are weak to ice. So at the end of the day, I had to make a decision on where the bigger weakness was. And I went with the ice beam, but I still don't feel super great about it. But that's that's the nature of the thing. After our Mewtwo, I knew that I immediately wanted to pick up Tapu Lele for this team. Again, Lele and Mewtwo just synergize extremely fucking well. Especially, and I can't overstate this enough, if I lead Lele Mewtwo... Everyone focuses Mewtwo. They see Mewtwo as the threat. They ignore Lele, which is fucking wild, you guys, because Lele's a monster, and they just sit there and they focus on the Mewtwo while I'm just sidekicking and moonblasting all over the fucking land. It's beautiful. Our Lele is timid-natured and holding the psychic seed for that good special debuff, uh, which is really super handy. Um, Geomancy Xerneas is everywhere in Sun Series, and with this setup... Lulu Lele can live two dazzling gleams from post-Geomancy Xerneas before she's in real danger of going down, uh, which can be a a huge difference maker in in victory v. defeat. But yeah, she's rocking Psychic, Moonblast, Taunt, and Protect. I went with Psychic as opposed to the more traditional Psy Shock on her because I am rocking Akira the Mewtwo. I might actually go back and reverse that before this actually goes live because I've lost multiple matches because because of Geomancy Xerneas and it not taking enough damage from Psychic. So that may be a mistake and I may reverse it, but that's that's the reasoning for why I made that choice when I was building. So yeah, that, that was the initial core that we started with, was our Mewtwo Lele. Now, I knew that Mewtwo was not gonna be strong enough to really be like the win con that this team leans into. So I, I had to use my other... Cover legendary spot, my other restricted spot on this team, very wisely. And for that spot, I wound up going with a Groudon. We named him Twizzler because he looks he looks kind of like a Twizzler candy. Uh, he is an adamant nature Groudon. Max investment in HP and at attack. He's a bulky friend. And he's holding the choice band. And choice band Groudon does big dick damage. That damage, though. Uh, And he's rocking Precipice Blades, Fire Punch, Rock Slide, and Thunder Punch. Uh, This is a really great moveset. Precipice Blades is Groudon's equivalent of Origin Pulse. So it hits both sides of the field with imperfect accuracy, but big damage for stab ground. And it, it hits very hard. It does very, very good. The nice thing about Twizzler being kind of a slow boy is if it comes down to Groudon v Kyogre, Groudon is slower, and thus my weather sticks. And that's really, really important. He's not going to stay out because he's not a masochist. Even in the sun, Kyogre's going to melt his fucking face. But being able to set the sun on Kyogre is is huge in VGC right now. Um, now, alongside Twizzler, we actually we were looking at usage stats on Peekalytics, and we came up with a, a friend that I would not have necessarily thought to use, but is quite possibly the MVP of this team in its current form. And that is Rico, our Venusaur. He has made his return for my ill-fated Fire Red Nuzlocke. Uh, he has the ability Chlorophyll, which is Venusaur's hidden ability. And that's really what allows Rico to function on this team. He's holding the Focus Sash, he has max investment in special attack and speed, and he's rocking Sleep Powder, Grass Knot, Sludge Bomb, and Protect. And this Venusaur in the sun is a goddamn monster. He outspeeds everything in existence, and he puts it all the fucking sleep, which is glorious. Uh, he has Grass Knot, so he just like looks at opposing Groudons and Kyogres and makes them his bitch, uh, because he's like, hey, you're a heavy friend that's weak to grass. Abraca, fuck you, and they fall over dead. It's great. Uh, He has Sludge Bomb to threaten Xerneas. He just. He does everything that I need him to do, and he does it all extremely, extremely well. Rico is a damn good lad, and I'm really, really happy I decided to use him. We are also bringing perhaps my favorite VGC friend, China, our Incineroar, holding the Figgy Berry, intimidate with a. A custom and very bulky EV spread. uh Rocking Fake Out, Flare Blitz, Knock Off, and U-Turn. I was real tempted not to bring Fake Out since we're running Tapu Lele, but we don't always bring Lele. And even when we do, frequently the opponent also has their own Tapus. So bringing Fake Out still allows me to disrupt more often than not. And and the loss of that one move slot when Lele is on the field isn't hugely detrimental. And Incineroar does all the things that Incineroar does. It hits extremely hard with Flare Blitz. It hits very respectably and denies items with knockoff. It gets intimidates often. It U-turns back out to pivot in. Uh, team members for free. And it's just very, very good. China is a very good girl. She is my favorite VGC girl forever. Now, lastly, we needed a couple of specific things in our last Mon. We needed something that was at least a little bit specially bulky. Because, again, a lot of the big threats in Sun Series right now are, are special threats. We also, and this is super duper important, we needed something that could deal with Geomancy Xerneas offensively, something that could threaten Xerneas really, really well. And ultimately we went with Cartana. We went with our ninja star, our shiny paper boy, and he's rocking the Assault Vest to give him some of that special bulk that he desperately needed. Now, full disclosure, it's not enough for him to live like a Dazzling Gleam after the plus two from Xerneas. Like, very few things are living that hit. And Ninja Star is not it. He's not living Dazzling Gleam from Xerneas. Uh, but he does have Sacred Sword and hits very hard with that. And that's, that's good enough, mostly. Because he threatens fairies real, real good. And so Xerneas does not want to set up when he's around. Uh, and that's that's very good news for us he 's also rocking leaf blade knock off, and smart St- I said smart strike already or I said sacred sword, which was wrong because I would not hit his earningsius with sacred sword. that is bad news bears leaf blade sacred sword knock off smart strike that is the move set very solid coverage between grass fighting dark, and steel hits almost everything that is popular in the tier and with beast boost becomes a very big threat very very quickly possibly the weakest member on this team overall, if I'm being honest, uh, but still does very, very good and appreciable work. Um, again, again, Full disclosure, this is probably the weakest VGC team that I have built in this entire series. Mewtwo really does not merit a restricted spot on a VGC Sun Series team right now. That's That will probably change when uh, Ultra Series comes around and he's capable of Mega Evolution. But right now, there are just better cover legendaries to use, but he's still usable. And especially because he doesn't see heavy usage in the format, he's very capable of catching opponents off guard, which
1: is appreciated. Yeah, that's real cool. I I always really love watching your VGC matches because it's just such a different game.
0: Yeah, it's it's totally different. And if anything, I think that's a lot of the reason why, especially when it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a VGC showdown, why I lose so frequently because I'm so used to playing singles and doubles is just a whole different game. Uh, eventually, I, I really do think Messer Engine, when the 2020 season comes around, we need to put our game faces on and go ham on some VGC.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely give it a shot. That sounds really interesting. It'll be, uh, it'll be a little easier to break into, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. New new game, new meta is always, always nice. All right. Well, those are our teams folks. And as always, again, those teams will be in paste dump files in the show notes of today's episode. Uh, if you are interested in giving those a try, giving them a spin, uh, you can just copy, paste, export them into your Pokemon showdown client of choice and take them for a spin on the ladder. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you would do differently. And as always, We'll be doing our Showdown Spotlight Friday Night Fight, and that'll be next Friday night uh, on November 30th. So be sure to get us your teams for that.
1: So next week, we're actually taking a break from the Nuzlocke World Tour. Uh, as you may have heard, especially if you're in our Discord community, Celeste had a death in the family this week, and she's taking a little bit of time to process that. Of course, we're all sending her our love, as we do all the time, but especially now. Uh, you will get an episode of Blastburn Radio. However, uh, Jolly and I are working on something special for you guys, so look forward to that. And,
0: guys, be sure to email us and get at us. Send in your Mewtwo Center teams for us to use for the Friday Night Fight stream next week. And let us know what you think of our newest project, Blastburn Radio Adventures. Uh, it's really exciting. We're working really, really hard on it. And we want to know what you think of it. Uh, as always, you can send those emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or just get at the show on social media, Twitter or Facebook at Blastburn Radio. Uh, as always, you can follow me personally at BBR Jolly on Twitter.
1: And I'm at Mesmer Engine.
0: And I suppose instead of just making you sit here quietly while I talk about your stuff, I can actually let you talk about your own company for once if you'd like, Messer Engine.
1: Don't be fooled. He just really wants to do the ending because I did one the other day and he was like, something's wrong. (laughs) Um, But that's totally fine because he talks about my company every week and I go, what? So, yeah. Hey, guys, I have a company. Jolly tells you about it every week. Please check out my company if you are into role-playing and especially if you play online on places like Roll20 or Astro Virtual Tabletop. It's Mythic Portal Games for all your online role-playing assets. Uh, you can totally check us out on Facebook or Twitter. You can also always follow our show, the one you're listening to right now at Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on what our, all of our hosts are doing online. Yeah, and don't forget
0: to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash challenge accepted media. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and all the projects that we're working on currently, as well as the ones that maybe you don't even know about, because we're always cooking up new stuff to give you guys. Uh, and for as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive early access to new content, which is currently our Blastburn Radio Adventure series. Uh, the first two episodes of gameplay are currently up for patrons and nowhere else. So if you're really excited for that series, that is the only place to get it currently, so be sure to jump on that. Uh, now, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-host Messer Engine for Blastburn Radio. I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time,
1: folks.